You're listening to Industry Iowa, presented by Cirrus, the Center for Industrial Research and Service. Here's your host, Stephen Wilson. All right, well, hello there, everybody. Uh, it's it's good to, to hear you, good to see you uh, here on uh, Industry Iowa. Uh, this is a, a podcast of Cirrus, and I uh, just want to thank everyone for uh, for tuning in and listening. You can also find out more information about Cirrus at cirrus.iastate.edu. So again, welcome uh, to this episode of Industry Iowa. And my guest today is Tammy Nielsen. And uh, Tammy is with the Iowa Prison Industries. And so we're gonna be talking a lot about uh, the impact of Iowa Prison Industries, what it is, how it works, how it benefits the organizations, how it benefits the economy, how it benefits uh, the uh, those that are incarcerated, uh, not only in their, their current state, but also their future state. So Tammy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We 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 got here via difficulties, but nevertheless, we're we're here. Um, we I'm made so it. To connect, uh, yeah, to connect with you. So tell us a little bit about uh, your work, the, your role, and uh, and and really how you got there. Um, yeah. So I am the. Uh, Hi, the private industries enhancement program manager. So I work with the uh, program that is the job training portion of the um, for the state of Iowa with the Department of Corrections. So we are a work training program for the incarcerated men and women of Iowa. Um, giving them an opportunity to learn valuable um, skills that they can use upon release. And I kind of got here, I started, I've been with IPI about six years, and I started in a sales role with our traditional services, which we sell to public entities. So I was working with city colleges um, and traditional services, um, furniture, signage, and things like that. And then our program has shifted a little bit um, through the last handful of years to working with private industry companies that are uh, needing a labor source. And so um, with that shift, I have I have changed um, positions a little bit and am now working with um, with um, manufacturing companies around Iowa. And how, how did you uh, so you've been with with the organization for, for six years. What were you doing prior to that? So I actually, I came from a logistics world. And so I did logistics for about 10 years, lived out in California for several years, um, working with all the grower shippers out in the, in the um, central um, California there. So, um, so really kind of came from a, um, it's, it was still sales, but it was, um, it was more on the logistics side of sales. And so, um, you know, transitioning over to a sales role here at IPI was a little bit different selling some different, um, different items that I hadn't done before, but um, still doing sales and still kind of working in that role. So if an organization uh, and 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 what what uh, what industries do you serve? Is it primarily manufacturing or what uh, what do you who do you serve? Right. So Iowa prison industries, we kind of have our traditional industries and then we have our private industries. So our traditional industries, um, we did furniture. We have since um, kind of transition some of our furniture um, manufacturing facilities to do some more private industry things um, as our program has shifted. But we make all the signage, city signs that you would see. Um, so exterior, interior signage, we have a full print shop, a full braille shop. 
um, license plates, things like that, um, graphic arts. So we have all of those kind of traditional industries that we call them with IPI, which sells to all the public entities. So we work with K through 12 schools, colleges, um, all the cities, police stations, things like that. Um, we have a huge textile program here at IPI. So we do officer uniforms, um, work pants, um, tactical um, training uniforms and things like that. So those are kind of some of more of our traditional services. And then through our private um, industries program that we have, we work with Iowa manufacturers um, in more of the private sector. Yeah, you know, and I, I remember probably, I don't know if this was from TV or what, but you always just saw, yes, license plates being made, right? Yeah. That's, that's all that prisons make, right? License plates. But it sounds right. like there's, there's, there's much, much more. So uh, as we think about uh, the, uh, the, the manufacturing organizations, industries that, that you're involved in, uh, what's the impact that you and your staff are seeing not only on the individuals involved in the program, but also the, uh, the, the businesses? So what are some of the impacts that you're seeing? So we're seeing, um, you know, from from the individual's standpoint, they're gaining, you know, valuable work experience that they can take with them upon release. So we know that in this state, in Iowa, about 90% of our inmates, incarcerated individuals will be released at some point in time. So they will be moving back to communities. And um, so if they can kind of gain some valuable work experience, then they're better equipped to obtain employment upon release. And that makes our community safer. Um, it means they're less likely to reoffend if they have a job um, waiting for them upon release and have some mm -hmm. skills that they can acquire a job. Um, so it really helps with kind of public safety and, um, you know, and they become contributing members to their communities. So how would, how would an organization uh, get involved? Walk, walk me through what a, what a, what a, a typical uh, engagement would look like. Yeah, so they would reach out to me first and I would kind of then go through and assess um, kind of the needs of the company. Um, so companies need to um, to prove that they cannot find skilled employment in the positions okay. that they're requesting of IPI. So um, we do not want to displace any Iowan workers. We're here to supplement um, the labor force and not take jobs away from Iowans. So we want to make sure that the companies that we're working with, um, you know, that they have partnered with Iowa Workforce Development, that they've had job postings in place, and that they have tried to fill those positions. And okay. then when they, um, you know, when they are still seeing that they uh, they need other positions, then they can reach out to us. And I will usually do some plant visits. They can come do plant visits in our facilities. We have uh, seven facilities around the state that do manufacturing um, different things. We have welding, carpentry, um, you know, every wiring harness companies. So many different things that we do in some of our different facilities. And we would just kind of assess the needs, assess the space required that it would take inside our facility. We look for, you know, security um, concerns and things like that. So we kind of walk through, um, you know, what, what the job would be, what the training would be, the security and things like that, and then how it would really fit into our facility and what it would look like on a day-to-day -day production um, you know, with, with the incarcerated men and women doing those jobs. So uh, on that point of, of 
the facility. Where does where does the work take place at? So it takes place inside our facilities. So this is a program where the companies are outsourcing their some of their production to supplement their labor force. So okay. they would um, they could find um, something within their um, you know their their business that they would they could outsource. Not everything can be outsourced with fixturing and tooling and things like that. But yeah. many oftentimes we can um, you know we really can replicate a facility their work. Um, that they do in their facility, we can replicate that inside our facility. So the work takes place inside our facility and we manage the day-to-day production, the staff, um, and it really does operate just like any other manufacturing facility. How's the best, uh, how, how is it, you, you mentioned getting in touch with you. What are the best ways to get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can just reach out to me through email. We've got uh, um, my email is posted on our website. We've got a really great website, um, Iowa Prison Industries, and you can find more information about our private sector work programs there and um, my information as well. And then just more about the program in general. And it looks like the uh, the web address then is iaprisonind.com. Is that correct? Yeah, iaprisonind.com. Dot com. Yeah. And there's there's so much out there. And, and, and it does appear as though you. Yeah, there are, uh, again, the traditional license plates. You go far beyond uh, the, the license plates that uh, that uh, historically has been known as as uh, things that get done in uh, within the prison there. So, uh, again, looking at it from the perspective of kind of best practices, things like that. How is it, how is an organization going to get the most out of this experience? What are some of the best practices that you've seen over the years? Yeah, so that can be kind of difficult because oftentimes companies haven't really outsourced some of their production Mm -hmm. to another facility. Um, So there is usually a little bit of a learning curve with that. So again, after kind of assessing what would be the best fit, we will go in then and kind of look at standard work, um, job instructions. So companies that can kind of provide training, oftentimes their engineers will come inside our facilities and get all of the fixturing and the training set up um, so that it will look you know, very similar to their own facility. Um, so just kind of having some of those job instructions, that standard work, um, being able to provide um, you know, the training and, and what it would look like, um, you know, how we would operate inside of a facility with all the tools that we would need. What are you seeing as, as I guess, um, impact on Iowa industry then? I, again, recognizing that organizations, particularly again in the state of Iowa, as you mentioned, you know, workforce here, but we haven't really seen the Iowa's uh, uh, population grow over the last 50 years, and there certainly is workplace shortage. So um, as you've been involved, what are some of the, um, are you seeing a, a greater utilization of of this opportunity? Or what are you seeing? What are the trends with regards to utilization of, of uh, Iowa prison industries? Yeah, that's a really great question. So as you mentioned, the population is 
pretty flat in Iowa and has been for quite some time. And, and that was even pre COVID. So we know yeah. that a lot of these numbers um, are not affected, um, you know, by COVID such as the unemployment rates and things like that, that we're seeing, it's basically been pretty, pretty steady. So, um, so there's been a, a workforce shortage for quite some time in Iowa. And I think employers um, are needing to rethink um, some of their way of hiring people. And so one of the new ways that the, what that they're doing that is opening their doors to uh, men and women with criminal records. And um, so then our jobs at IPI become all that more important to prepare these men and women for release. And, um, and so, yeah, some of the, um, the impact, you know, it, it helps with the economic development of the company, of the, of the state as well. Um, yeah, so, you know, the PIE program promotes Iowa's economic development by providing companies um, a reliable and motivated workforce. And, and we're, we're seeing that inmates that have jobs waiting for them, um, they're earning higher wages with the work training that they've received in the program. And there are more jobs readily available for them um, with that training that they have received. And oftentimes they will even be able to go to the company that they worked for inside mm -hmm. the facility and have jobs waiting for them on the outside. So often, um, you know, most important, we're trying to connect companies on the back end as well upon release so that yeah. not only can we support their business while, um, you know, with our operations that are going on inside the facility, but then we can provide some, um, some new applicants for them, you know, down the road then. Yeah, that makes, uh, yeah, that's obviously the, the objective is not only to have those that are incarcerated working while they're incarcerated, but then having the opportunity to, uh, to get that job uh, afterwards. So um, when you're, what are what are maybe some concerns that have been expressed by those that you've been talking to industries organizations what are some concerns that might be uh, out there yeah so whenever you're dealing with incarcerated individuals there's there tends to be a stigma um mm -hmm. you know attached to that and so i think some of the concerns are you know the criminal records um hiring people with criminal records or um you know being able to kind of do the the manufacturing side of things inside of our facility. So some of the concerns are, you know, can we replicate um, the jobs and and the production inside of our facility? And you know, what does that look like with incarcerated men and women working, um, you know, at their facility upon release and things like that? So we we dispel a lot of those um, concerns, you know. And once companies. Um, come into the program and start working with us, they they understand that it really does just look like any other manufacturing facility. And, um, you know, we operate in very similar ways. <clears throat> so how do you, do? are there, are there, uh, does training take place? Are there, are there individuals from that company there um, helping to manage? Talk, talk about that yeah. process. Yeah, so um, we do ask for a lot of training up front when we're starting a new launch of any production inside of our facility. So oftentimes engineers, um, plant managers will be an integral parts of that where they come inside our facility and help um, train the men and women 
on on their you know any kind of tooling fixturing and the processes of um, you know how to um, run their production inside our facility. So we also have you know apprenticeship programs. We have um, 30 registered apprenticeship programs um, currently mm -hmm. right now with the program. So um, and that's everything from you know material coordinators. We've got welding programs, cabinetry woodwork programs. Um, we have a, you know, with our textile program that I mentioned, we have sewing machine operators and things like that. So, so um, working inside those apprenticeship programs often help companies um, as well, because then we can be kind of training um, <clears throat> towards the same goals that they have in their business. Um, are there, do you have any idea how many, the percentage of companies are utilizing um, the, the uh, utilizing prison industries or how many, how many are involved? How many, uh, what's the percentage of population of uh, prison, uh, those incarcerated involved in such a program? Yeah, I don't have the actual percentage data, but we do know that, um, you know, that, that men and women that participate in our program, they are, um, <clears throat> the statistics and the data that we have seen, we know that if they can get out and have a job waiting for them with the, the work in our program has provided them, then they are um, twice as likely to be successful on the outside in terms of reoffending and being able to maintain employment and things like that. So we know that the statistics are about, you know, if they have not participated in a trading program, it's about half the recidivism rate of what we would see if they were um, in our program, working towards apprenticeships and working with um, job training to have those skills um, upon release. Are there opportunities for individuals, organizations to come in and, and see the operations, see what's going on um, if they're if they're interested in participating or engaging with you? Yeah, we we welcome plant tours. So you would just set that up through me and reach out and I can, you know, find the best facility that would fit the needs of what you were looking for. So, you know, in Rockwell City, we have our welding program. We have all of our uh, textiles are housed in our Fort Dodge facility. So, um, you know, depending on what the production needs are and the space involved in things like that, we would do plant tours. Um, and you're welcome to come in and see, you know, what our operations look like, um, you know, how we practice lean manufacturing inside of our facilities. And, um, you know, oftentimes, like I said, people will come in and, and see that it really runs just as any other manufacturing facility would be. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been, I've been peppering you with a lot, a lot of questions and, uh, and I appreciate uh, your responses there. What else can you share or what else is, is, is on your heart about uh, the IPI program? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful program. You know, I take a lot of pride in knowing that I'm helping men and women, you know, kind of better their lives upon release. So oftentimes they, uh, these men and women have just made, um, you know, they've paid their debt to society and they're just looking for a second opportunity. And so, um, you know, it, it's a great program to be involved with. Like I said, we dispel myths often about, you know, um, how the program works and, and who is involved in it. So we 
we do not force anyone to be in our program. The people that participate, they apply, they sit down and do an interview just like they would for any other job. So we talk to them and teach them what we call the soft skills. So, um, you know, the sitting down for an interview, learning how to follow up um, and things like that, working towards their apprenticeship programs, um, you know, along with then those hard skills of the actual welding and the, um, you know, the manufacturing that, that they're learning as well. So, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity to, to supplement a workforce. And we know that, jo um, you know, businesses in Iowa need to be creative during um, during our workforce shortages that we've been experiencing. And so, you know, Iowa Prison Industries is a useful resource to help the Iowa businesses in need. And, and you know, it supports our economy because our Iowa businesses can then grow um, and, you know, possibly capture more business and things like that. So where does the funding come from for, for your program? So Iowa Prison Industries is completely self-funded. We don't take any money from the taxpayers to operate. So we make all of our money from the services and products that we that we sell. Uh, and 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 if I understand correctly, uh, only um, state programs or or public uh, entities can can purchase those items. Is that correct? Is that? That's correct. Yes. So traditionally with our traditional services, we've had, we've only sold to uh, public entities and that's the way our program is written, written in Iowa code is that Iowa prison industries can sell to those public entities. Um, but um, the prison industries enhancement program is a, a federal program. And so it is also written into, you know, Iowa code that we can operate with companies that cannot find enough qualified workers. And so that kind of goes back to um, our diligence of knowing that, you know, we are approving companies that have worked through Iowa workforce development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for being on Industry Iowa. Uh, it's great. I, I appreciate these opportunities because I, I get to learn myself a little bit more about what's going on in, uh, in Iowa industry. And uh, hopefully, I know we'll have listeners that uh, will reach out to you uh, with additional questions. And again, you can find your uh, contact information on the website. And again, just to let everyone know that that is uh, iaprisonind.com. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can go out there to the homepage and you can take a look at all of the, uh, the offerings that they have, the way that they work and all of the, uh, uh, the other uh, things that they do and, and how they contribute. And so there's, there's reports and newsletters and things like that. So I encourage you to go out to there. Uh, if you're also interested, I'll just say to the listeners, if you're interested, you can certainly reach out to us at Cirrus, cirrus.iastate.edu. Uh, you can reach out to then uh, your specific uh, strategic advisor, depending upon where you're located in the state. And we can certainly help make that contact with Tammy in Iowa Prison Industries as well. Tammy, thanks again. Appreciate uh, your support of Iowa Manufacturing and Iowa Industries and uh, look forward to uh, seeing more and hearing more of what Iowa Prison Industries is doing in our state. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.